0: everybody to sipping and shipping i'm your host brian weinstein we'll be kicking it here every other friday quenching your thirst for an insider's take to enhance your customer experience so grab your drink of choice kick back it's sipping and shipping time all right welcome everybody to another episode of sipping and shipping i am your host brian weinstein and as always the very in the holiday spirit spirit caitlin (laughs) postal
1: hey brian am i in the holiday spirit is that what you've heard Uh,
0: well because you're wearing gray so i figured i figured that was no (laughs) you're not in the holiday spirit at all
1: (laughs) um you know i'm actually prepared this year so that feels good um usually i'm a very last minute shopper but i got ahead of it so uh, i am i'm happy to be here and happy to wrap up season two here it's been a fun one
0: yeah, it, it it has. I don't know, are we calling this an official wrap up or is this just the the halfway point in season two? I don't I don't even know anymore.
1: Oh, I don't know. I would call on uh producer Tanya, but uh, I think that she's she might be uh busy wrapping some of her gifts, but uh hey, either way. This, this, is this is definitely a recap. There she of is. All of our episodes.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay,
1: good, good. So you always keeping us on track. We appreciate that.
0: First of all, a little special hand for Tanya who's done a wonderful job this year producing. Yeah. Band Fantastic. We've had a lot of fun, and and she is right. Today's episode, the purpose of today's episode is sort of a little year-end recap. And, you know, well, here we are, 2022, coming to an end. I don't know, Caitlin, it's been a kind of a whirlwind ride so far this year, huh?
1: Yeah, it sure has been. I mean, 2022, I feel like they unleashed the people back out into the wild. Um, saw some, some brands that made it through. Um, battled the pandemic, grew larger, were nimble, stayed alive. We saw some folks leave us. Um, I think uh, we had some fantastic guests and a few more to come here a- after this kind of recap. But yeah, I don't know, Brian. I think it was a good one, but a quick one.
0: It was. Like, I, I'm not really sure how we got here. And, I, you know, for, for for those of you in the know, we were, Whiplash was acquired by Ryder, and now we're Ryder e commerce by Whiplash. And it seems like literally yesterday that we were, you know, not only announcing, but that we were like, okay, what's 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 happening from here, right? And then here we are, and like an entire year's gone by, which is kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, it's super crazy. And to think now, um, we also acquired .com distribution, so we're no longer the new kids on the block. That's pretty cool. Right. Um, so, and then I think like the, the more domain at emails you've had as a, as a writer e-commerce employee really shows your tenure. So like me, right. I have my Caitlin at get Whiplash. I have my Kate C Postel at port logistics <laughs> group. So just like uh, stick it around. We're, we're
0: doing this. Yeah. And if any of our listeners know people that buy obsolete swag, we we actually have an entire closet filled with Port Logistics Group. Uh, there's end links from our acquisition last year. There's Whiplash, uh, and now is going to have some as well. So we've got plenty of obsolete swag if anybody's in the market for it. Just let yeah. us know. We'll it's, be happy to get you out something.
1: Totally. And uh, speaking of that, uh, the original Whiplash, which had that purple purple pink interface, oh. we had James we had James Markson, who was the original founder. This year we had James the original founder of Whiplash. And I wonder if they're gonna any of those uh, original purple Ws. Maybe they'll become NFTs or something. I don't know.
0: So I still have a, a an original purple Whiplash T-shirt that I break out to run in every once in a while. Nice. Um, uh, but I but I but I like it. I mean, it's uh you know it, it it's really OG. Yeah. And it sort of screams James Marks and Gang. It
1: sure does. And I bet Rich right now is like, oh, we went from purple pink. To blue, green, and now rider red, gray. Rich loves it. (laughs) Awesome. So I think about season two, a lot of consistency across the eleven episodes and guests that we had. Brian.
0: Yeah, I, I do as well. You know, it's always a lot of fun because we have so many like entrepreneurial people on, and you you obviously when you're in that mindset, you know, certain things draw you into you know, not not only just being an entrepreneur, but just what it means and all the trials and tribulations. And, you know, I think we kicked off early this season with Nima, who came on to talk about uh, I, I think it was his uh, soccer apparel yeah, that he was getting exactly. going with, right? Yeah, Nima um, was a
1: fantastic guest. I think he really spoke to some challenges and things that people, even though maybe folks think that they really have a passion, and I'm going to go make this into sort of business, and sometimes the heart just doesn't follow the strategy, or maybe it's just not... It's not enough, right? I guess sometimes love ain't enough. Sometimes passion ain't enough if you don't have some of that boring stuff behind it.
0: Exactly, exactly. Or on the other hand, you've got that you've got this true passion for it, like like James did, right? Sure. Like in James, and James talked about he had this passion, but he was never going to be told how to do anything, even though sometimes what he was being told was the right (laughs) way to do things. Yeah, right. And then
1: Dr. Jason (laughs) from Channel Eight. Right, He had some uh, some medication sitting on a shelf. He said, let's sell these bad boys. Yeah. And boom, Channel 8 yeah. is, is invented. And I think the quote, you say it best, so I know that you said it on a few episodes, the, the quote about, just
0: go ahead. Take oh, it away. yeah, yeah, yeah. So ne- necessity is the mother of invention.
1: Ah, there it is. Yeah, Ding-ding. so,
0: right. and that, I mean, that really rings true in a lot of cases uh, and really entrepreneurs are the ones who see it. They don't even necessarily know that it's going to be a big thing, right? And I, I, I think uh, I, I think James talked about it. I think Dr. Jason talked about it too. Like he just went out to set out to do something, right? And and you know it became something else. And I think the the most successful entrepreneurs are the ones that that realize that maybe what they set out to do. It went in a completely different direction, and that's the direction where they found success.
1: Plot twist, yeah, you gotta love it. <laughs> it, it
0: exactly. I, I think my my favorite James Mark story though was about when he started the business, and they, and and people were telling him that he should put together p and L, and he's like, Yeah, that's what the man would have me do.
1: <laughs> right. I'm not
0: right. doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then in the end, he said, You know, if only there was some way that I could track all of my profits and losses, and he's like. Oh, that's the P and L statement.
1: <laughs> exactly. Then he saluted the man and got to work on his next business. Got a Exactly
0: love it. right. Exactly right. So, I, I mean, just thinking through, Caitlin, like, some what are what are some of the other like words or topics that that kind of resonated for for throughout the season?
1: Yeah, I think another big one, uh, Brian, was community, and I wish that um, producer Tanya had a way to capture the amount of times that the word community was used. Um, i think a lot of communities were were formed during the time when folks couldn't go out and they just found a space and a home through brands that they were ordering from online from that to just um also another word i think that goes hand in hand with communities authenticity um which is another another buzzword from season 2 i think
0: yeah no i agree and i know we had uh we had cc right DC. Caitlin, T, Caitlin T. was on to talk about her experiences at uh, Shopify and really building communities there. And, you know, we, we heard it a lot throughout the year and, and how, you know, brands really need to build that community. First of all, understand their community, resonate to their community and, you know, kind of create that because I, I think it, it keeps people engaged.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And I think CC, Canadian Caitlin, the better Caitlin, um, she used her favorite quote, which was business like life is all about how you make people feel. It's that simple and it's that hard. So right. while you may really aspire to create a community, if you're not authentic in it, it becomes, I think, a lot more challenging to get and build that um kind of mentality
0: exactly and I'll, I'll tell you the value of a good producer tanya shooting me notes off to the side here but she's right <laughs> and she could have just stepped up to the mic and said something but you know by 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 creating that personalized experience it drives loyalty and that's that's the value that comes out of building your community
1: yeah absolutely and talking about experience Uh, We had our friend Aaron Schwartz from Loop uh, reverse logistics platform talking about and Brian you pointed back to the back when you first started in the industry where folks would create as much friction as possible with returns and now that's taken such a pivot and become a, a big part for most brands
0: that we work with at least. I, I have to tell you that that's something to me that has changed so much. And honestly, it's it really speaks to what's changed in the e-commerce world now. You know, I I've been around for many a year. <laughs> I'm a, lo- a lot, I'm <laughs> a lot longer in the tooth than 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 most everybody else. But you know, e- e-commerce, it was like let's not, let's not give them a label. And at the time they didn't even have all the, all the, all the platforms. Right. So it was like, they'd have to call customer service and they'd have to get a label sent, or there was a a return service offered by UPS and FedEx where they'd send like a call tag, it was called. And like, so everything you could do to prevent the consumer from sending back the return, but it, it, I mean, that kind of loops back. No pun intended to, to <laughs> what we were just talking about, about about community, because if if you're not trustworthy, if you're not building, you're never going to build that loyalty and having platforms that simplify the process and actually make the experience feel like there's no issues. It's just as easy to purchase and return something. It's, it, it's all the same. The value that comes out of the returns platforms like like Loop are just tremendous.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And when you said pick up the phone and call customer service, imagine a millennial or a Gen Z or forget it. They'd be like, if I can't text them, I'm keeping it. Forget about my
0: money. Exactly. I'll just
1: order another one. I'm not even going to call. I can't call.
0: Yes, yes, but you know what the difference is? You'd order from someplace else, and that that's the importance of it.
1: Yeah, that's where it yeah. is. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of technology and the evolution, um, I think we've seen this a lot in our space, Brian, folks, brands that took off, um, reaching new levels, startup to emerging to enterprise and um, requiring tech stack, requiring technology to run the business and scale the business, which is another word that we heard a lot this season, scale scale and scalability
0: right, for sure. And, and, you know, it's one of those things that kind of creeps up on you, um, when you're growing a business and, and scale that goes obviously for the fulfillment side, but, but the tech piece is, is incredible too, because if you don't utilize the data to help you be better, right, you're going to find yourself way behind, right? You do you need the ability to understand where your product is, when you need to order product, all the costs obviously that are associated to that. Um, and then being able to take all of that data and, and, and use it to enhance the experience. And there's just it, it's so many different facets. But if you fall behind and you're scrambling to try to try to catch up, it, it could be detrimental to your business.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you think about the days of keeping your inventory on a spreadsheet. I think those are long gone. And having platforms that allow you to make decisions for your business easily um, and the, the data is accessible, just make things like inventory management that much easier. Like when we spoke to Jill Lillydahl, when she spoke about small tweaks that you can make adjustments that have a huge impact on bottom line, which I think is so important to brands big and small right now.
0: Well, uh, yes. So from and and you know I've I've said this repeatedly, especially because of what we've seen happen over the last six months. Mm-hmm. Inventory kills, right? It sure does. And, yeah. Yeah, and when you start to talk about uh, about inventory planning, and y- you know you you underestimate how important it can be just by turning your inventory a touch faster, how important it can be to your cash flow. Yeah, right. And then that just means reinvesting, being able to reinvest into acquiring customers and retaining customers. Right.
1: So avoiding and, and then also avoiding inventory bloat or stock outs or, you know, making sure, again, back to community, you're giving the people what they want. So important right. to let. Why not in 2022, let technology help you, not hinder you?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Pivoting a little bit to maybe less fun topic, but more strategic strategy, I think, was another big theme in 2022. Um, I know one strategy I hear folks talking about everyday um, brands that I'm interacting with is capitalizing on international audiences, especially our folks up north in Canada and how how they can expand the business. You know, they're, they're set up. They're good to go here in the U.S., but what does it look like? How how do they enable communities overseas, and what does that strategy look like? I know that we had Alex from Passport Shipping, uh, NEMA, who was a little bit, you know, he's from uh, Shippo, but but really Alex talking about what those international myths are and kind of debunked a few for us.
0: Well, right. And, and, and you really need to understand what you're doing, right? Because you can harm your business, you can harm your margins uh, with unexpected fees and surcharges. And regulations are changing so fast throughout the globe. And, and you know I mean obviously we, we talked I think last year in season one a little bit about the EU and the UK and and and, and how much things have changed there but that's going on everywhere throughout the world uh, and you really need to have solid partners if you're going to ship in an international market
1: yeah right and I think we covered we had two episodes actually so we covered that quite a bit. It was such a big piece of, of last year and I think folks once they got their arms around it and were able to align on what those requirements were were able to capitalize. Uh, which is always a great thing.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Because there's such a market. I mean, look, the U.S. Is, obviously has extreme buying power. But when you start to when you start to factor in all the rest of the areas around the world, you, you need to be able to ship anywhere in the world seamlessly or, or nearly anywhere seamlessly um, and understand exactly what your costs uh, look like and, and and how to protect yourself and your customers at the end of the day.
1: Right. And it's always like, okay, you have the idea. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go ahead and start shipping international. Okay. What does that look like? What is the strategy? Do you have, I know Sean Kim, who's one of our in-house parcel experts, the parcel expert, he'll say, you know, do they have customer service in these areas? Do they have uh, things to accommodate? Can, can they support international? So I think it's a, a great thing to do, but if done right, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, so from from an international perspective, right? I mean, it's all about the customer experience. And, you know, it's like we talked about, look, everything really starts at it obviously starts with the purchase, but that post purchase customer experience kicks off a lot, right? We talked about it with Noah from Malomo. On Wismo, right? Right.
1: Where is my order? Where right. is it?
0: I need it. I need it. I need to know where it is. Tell me where it is. I'll be okay if I don't have it tomorrow, but I still need to know where in the process it is. Yeah. Which by the way, I, I bought I bought something off of TikTok that I oh. don't know where it is. And and I'm like, <laughs> and I, I asked you, we won't mention the name of the company, but I asked you to look into it. I'm hoping it's legit. And then I just it's... I just didn't circulate my credit card throughout all of wherever in the universe. Oh, but man.
1: yes. Yeah, Could that not. is uh, that is tricky. You
0: took you took the plunge, Brian. <laughs> I I did I did. I, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, you know. So it's it's so important to to find ways that resonate with your audience, and and sometimes it's through things like I don't know, like the loyalty program.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I know we just came off of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, um, and that was something that was covered, the loyalty programs as well as strategies for Black Friday, Cyber Monday that we covered um, with the the ladies from ClearCo, uh, Alana and, oh no, Alana Banana.
0: Alana Banana and Tori. And
1: and Tori, yeah, yeah, love that episode. Just really interesting ways that folks were getting creative. To, to drive that experience and, and create that community and then also maybe reward some loyalty there.
0: You know, there there was sort of a little bit of a I don't want to call it a gold rush of 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 e-commerce companies, but there there's more competition every day in your space. There's more competition. And how do you break through that noise? How do you how do you set yourself apart from the rest of your competitors? Um, and then again, then, then it becomes you got to prove yourself because your product's got to be good and your service has to be impeccable.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. And I know that we see it all the time. I feel like the verticals come in 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 stages, right? Like we're working on a ton of I don't know apparel well we're we're always really much in apparel but they come like now there's all electronics now there's all music and then they come and go but what differentiates the brands and what little things are they doing that go such a long way and i loved when they talked about i know one strategy was instead of offering discounts to everyone during the time of black friday cyber monday one of the clearco um, folks that they worked with were rewarding folks that were supporting them the whole year so it's kind of like when you see the commercial for like fios and they're offering a new customer this crazy entry point and you're like i'm paying quadruple that why aren't you rewarding me and then you call them up and then you maybe haggle a little bit but it's like I'm here. I'm your customer. Why are you giving it out to everyone?
0: Oh, 100%. And and, and meanwhile, if you like refer to me as a VIP, I'm like, oh, I'm in. Of now course. you're speaking oh, my well, language. Of course. <laughs> Exclusive, <laughs>
1: only for me. I'm in. You, must,
0: you must know me. I'm a VIP. Of course I yeah. am. Exactly. I'm a loyalist. I'll and take it, two. <laughs> yeah, yep. And then
1: that goes into, I think it covers all of the all of the buzzwords from this season, which is community, authenticity, because you don't get there. You don't get that wallet share from that person unless you're hitting it on all cylinders and really delivering, I think, yes. at, at least as a consumer. And maybe I shot a bit too and, much.
0: And, you know, it's interesting because so much goes into building that. Right, and it starts internally. So I know we had we had Leslie Carr come on to talk a little bit about the importance of customer success, and customer success, and more in the B2B sense. Right, this is all of your internal stakeholders, and if you have the right customer success teams that are communicating clearly of what they need, and you're openly and willingly sharing the good, the bad, the ugly. And then collaborating on how to improve. I think that is the part behind the scenes that really helps drive that excellent customer experience on the front end.
1: Oh, yeah. I think Leslie would be very proud of that synopsis, Brian. I mean, I think that's exactly what she said. <laughs> I, I <laughs> It's I so important. It from
0: her. I'm not sure. It's so
1: important <laughs> to set the stage and to let your partners know. I feel like in the past, brands working with extensions of their business are outsourcing, they were vendors. Now they're partners, and if you're not openly communicating and showing your cards to your partners, how can you expect them to execute? And how can you expect them to to be proactive and be an extension of your business? Um, and I think it's so super important to meet each other at that middle ground um, to ensure success for for both sides.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I know we talk about it all the time. Uh, you, you know, it's a very consultative approach that what we do, and and you know, we're experts in our own way and our own things. And others are experts in their own way and their own things. And, and, and being able to share that or align you with the right experts is what just creates the collaboration within the organizations and just makes everyone better. We're kind of leaning on each other to make one another better. With the right partners.
1: Well said, Mr. Weinstein.
0: All right, all right. You know what? I can't wait for I can't wait for (laughs) Leslie to hear this. (laughs) I know. I know that was that was good.
1: All right. So So, 2022, 11 episodes.
0: Yep. And now we have 2023, right? Like coming over the. It's 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 this. It's coming up. It's the sunrise in front of us, right? It's just just about to peak. We are. Uh, just a little little ways out from turning the corner into 2023.
1: What do you think? Oh, man. Oh. Well, I would say, nice comment from producer Tanya, 2022 was about acquiring customers. 2023 is about retaining customers. I think that couldn't be you hit the nail on the head there, producer Tanya. Um, I think folks are going to have to, again, show that show themselves and really be authentic and keep nailing it the way that they have to to make sure that folks are spending their money with them and take advantage of the work that they did in 2022.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, uh, we've talked about the headwinds. We know they're coming. Um, demand was down slightly. I think inventories are up. But. Uh, but I don't know, you know, I, I look, I'm not an economist, but I see jobs numbers are holding. I know there's, you know, the, the, there are there have been some layoffs and with layoffs, people are getting picked up pretty quick. And, you know, if, if we can continue to stay strong, I think the purchasing power of the public is still there. Mm-hmm. And you want, obviously we've spent a lot of time probably the last two years acquiring customers. First and foremost is to retain. Sure. And then the customer acquisition spike will come again.
1: Yeah, right. The ebbs and flows are always going to be there, so it's super important just to to keep on on what's working, strategize what's working, you know, focus in on those points, and maybe uh, get rid of some things that weren't so successful in
0: 2022. No, 100%. I'm looking forward to it.
1: I am too. I'm excited for 2023. I like it. 23. I'm into it. I'm kind of as it's winding down. It was a, like I said in the beginning. It was a quick year, but um, always happy and excited for for a fresh start.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We listen. We all survived a pandemic. We're all now, here. Yes. N- now we've we've we're, we're, we've gone into this, you know, economic headwinds, and we're 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 here. Uh, I think if we just continue to, you know, be entrepreneurial, be different. Um, embrace the fact that we've got $1.29 trillion in online sales, and I think there's more to come. That's a lot of money. That was a T trillion. Trillion. Wowzers. Trillion. Yeah. And I, so... I have to. I have to imagine that producer Tanya had that in her back pocket this whole time because I did not just whip that up. That came straight from her.
1: How is she? Sa- she's saving all these gems for December. It must be. She, this is her month. She's doing it. This is it. her
0: month. She loves recap I'm episodes. Just, she told I'm me that off air. I just
1: reviewed an article talking about you know retail returns it was like a it was like a recap of 2022 of our returns so that number that big number stood out to me and yeah. as well as you know the overall return rates are stabilizing so wow. we kind of yeah it was there was a decrease from last year it was 16.6% and this year it's 16.5% so we'll take it it's it's slight but it we'll take it right so it's an improvement um, for sure. Yeah, reports indicate that that's an indication of stabilization. Yep. Okay, so. coming in with the good Absolutely. news. I love it.
0: Absolutely amazing. All right, Caitlin, anything else that we didn't say about 2022 or thoughts that we didn't express about 2023?
1: No, I mean, <laughs> thank you to all of our guests from this year. Um, It was super interesting and exciting. And these people who are really subject matter experts in their space, it, it shows. And Um, We really appreciate it. I I really appreciated the conversations from this year.
0: I did, too. You know, when you get around a lot of smart people that are driven, um, that are, you know, seeing things in the market where there's a need and then capitalizing on it, even sometimes unintentionally so. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to get their perspectives and and you know sometimes it's fun too to hear their to hear their like sort of war stories and horror stories of where, of things they tried that didn't work you know, like opening up a vegan market in, in, in the middle of Detroit in, you know, years ago. So before before most people knew what vegans were, but like, I, I think those are the types of, of stories and people that are that, that are so engaging. And, you know, I, I would also like to thank the listeners who, you know, are out there and want to, you know, learn, learn from subject matter experts. And, you know, Caitlin and I have a lot of fun doing this, but we are not the subject matter as, experts we're just there to to make sure that we're we're asking the right questions and giving them the right platform to 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 talk about it.
1: For sure. Thank you to the listeners 100% Brian. Uh shout out to my mom, my partner. That's about all I got coming in hot from my <laughs> audience side, but I think we've yep. expanded this year. Um uh really appreciate folks tuning in and uh
0: checking us out. So maybe we have more than the 8 listeners that Mary told us we had. <laughs>
1: There it is. I knew the year would not come to an end without the eight <laughs> listeners.
0: Thanks, Burko, okay, for believing in us. <laughs>
1: wow. We forgive you. <laughs>
0: I'll take one for the team. That's for the humor. All right. Very good. Everybody, peace. Have a great year, great holidays, and we look forward to coming back in 2023.
1: Thank you to all of our guests. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to our amazing production team, Rich, producer Tanya, Mary. Um, everyone check us out every other week on your favorite podcast platform bye guys
0: thank you